I've got a treat for you today. It's a cheat video for me today, um, and I'll explain what I mean. A couple of days ago, I posted up that I was, wanted to get a group together to talk about remote work and de-stressing remote work and stuff. And I got four, in, four individuals, four professionals, and I just got off the call, and I thought, you know what? This is actually a great episode to post. So a treat for you, it's actually the whole, I've topped and tailed it, but it's basically the whole conversation. It's about an hour long. Um, it's the first time I've done it, uh, done a video like this. It's Friday, why not? It's um, actually a really, really good conversation. Anyway, have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday for my regular episode. As always, keep it simple, keep it calm, and here's the video for you. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. I was just starting off by basically saying um, the reason I started wanted to do this call was because last week I was in, uh, I don't know if you watched my last video, I was in a bunch of <laughs> different Zoom calls and um, workshops and, and so on and so forth. And I found a lot of people faffing with their technology, basically. And I was just wondering why, what it is. And I had a call with one of my clients and he is a uh, person who basically does training one-to-one. Um, -one. So he hires a, a hotel kind of thing. He goes in there and he trains people. So it's a, it's a physical one-on-one -on -one thing. And what he was trying to do was basically move that box into the online world. And now he's wondering why he's not getting any work. And I'm explaining to him, you can't just move the box. You've got to change your whole thing. And because of this pandemic and everything, and me going in onto all of these Zoom calls, which are boring as hell, to be honest, a lot of the times, a lot of the times, not always. Come on. No, no. I mean, what well, you know what you're doing. I've been to yours. You know what you're doing. But a lot of people don't know what they're doing. And that's the, the frustrating thing. So my question basically was, obviously, you, I know, Elizabeth, I've been to one of yours, and yours are great because... They're quite interactive, actually, and they make a lot of sense. But a lot of people, they don't have any kind of um, presentation skills, firstly. So even if they did it live, wouldn't make sense. But it's 10 times worse when they're doing it online. Now, this is a kind of a self-discovery for me, more so than me giving any kind of information. Because um, whenever you work for yourself, you get a lot of um, imposter syndrome kind of creeping in. And I've done workshops and, and um, things like that, and they go quite well. But then there's always the thing that creeps in the back of my mind. Am I doing it right? But then when I watch all these other people doing it really badly, I'm like, actually, I'm in the top 1%, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. So have you guys got into any situation recently with your technology, whether it's remote or whatever, that's kind of, you know, kind of kicked you into kilter kind of thing, kind of like, well, what's going on? Does that make any sense? I know Elizabeth hasn't because I've, se I've seen her stuff and she, I don't know why she's here because she's really good. I just like yeah. watching your videos, so I'm here. I'm here to stay here. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just think like when, um, you know, the, the making the videos thing for me was kind of something to do with um, outreach, kind of getting people interested in what I do. And it seems to be working. I'm not, you know, it, it's just, what you see is what you get. My, that's why these. That's I think why people like me and Elizabeth like it because it is, like it is. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, that's the thing. But a lot of people aren't like that. Elizabeth's like that because I've seen her stuff. I haven't. I I know Kier obviously, and obviously Mark is a client of mine. Um. So I know how you guys interact with people. So I get. I I get it. I was hoping that would people come that I didn't know who they were. So I but um but mark you've just said you've started a new company recently what, what yeah. kind of stuff is it that you're doing now uh well i do uh i do two businesses basically one is pure consulting which is uh basically i'm in the online video space uh but 
on the distribution side. So really about yeah. large scale video distribution. Um, and on the consultancy, I mix technology, business, strategy, innovation, and I'm able to connect all the four quadrants. And that's where I help people think, right? They typically only see one angle, maybe two, but not all four. So that's pure consulting. So this is really, I'm helping out two projects right now, uh, actually both in Germany. So everything is remote right now. It was already relatively remote, but I was there pretty often, but now it was completely remote. And the other side is what I call business acceleration. So I help uh, primarily startups slash skill ups in online video tech, in the online video tech space, uh, we go to market but go to market primarily within Europe specifically. So I'm working very international in that regard. So it's really, I do basically everything remote, uh, except for of course, uh, pure workshops that need to be done on-prem because sometimes, and that's what I'm missing really, is the physical part because you can't take a real whiteboard and start drawing stuff and whatever. That is extremely, even though you have a whiteboard uh, option, it's still not the same as if you would do physical. So what, what's, okay, that's kind of interesting because uh, when you say you have whiteboard, what is, what the, what's the problem? Oh, you have whiteboard options in, in, um, in, in online tools where you can yeah. just grab a whiteboard and do stuff there. Yeah. It's not the same if you do a whiteboard with three people uh, standing at the whiteboard and you draw and they take the they take the pen and say, no, I mean this, this, and this. That is interaction that you not will have online. And actually, if it look at if you look at a business in general, that exactly is where typically you excel, where you think of solutions and you analyze stuff and all the kind of stuff that you really can do in an online environment. Yeah, it's the tangible thing. It's funny because I kind of had a heated discussion with someone on LinkedIn and I don't know, she was talking about, um, um, you know, technology can take over all the physical space. And I'm like, no, it can't. I've been in technology space for like 28 years. I know what's possible to a certain degree and what isn't and what just, and the things that can't be done is exactly what you're saying. It's like the mannerisms the actual human interaction, there isn't uh, an online version of that. Yeah, but it's, the same with, it's, it's, it's the same with chit-chat, right? So, uh, I mean, if you do, I'm also very familiar with any, anything to do with sales. Hmm. So you have chit-chats and all that kind of stuff and you walk to get coffee and whatever, and you get a lot of information, not even, really related to the business exactly, but about the person or whatever, which you will not get in this kind of online. It's, it's more straight to the point and what you need to have, but all the surrounding stuff, which is extremely valuable as well. You don't have this in these kind of environments. Well, not as much. I, you I, have some I, part of it, but not as much. No. I've put all of my stuff, like I, when I do my sessions with people, I do website in a day and things like that. and. I'll do branding in a day with someone. And if I'm not physically in front of them and they say, yeah, I like, I like the logo. It's, it looks good. But really in real life, the, under the table, their leg is like bouncing, like, oh, like they're just, and when I see that in person, I can say, okay, tell me what you don't like yeah, because yeah. I can sense, you know, but over the phone or over virtual, I could be bouncing my leg right now and be super nervous. And you guys never know. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't see that you don't see, or if I'm like upset about something, I can be drumming my fingers on the table and you wouldn't know, you know, so all of that stuff, like you're saying, all that subtle cues, those things you can pick up on that tension in the room or that lack of tension, like whatever that is, you have to physically be in some yeah. it, It's, it's a kind of with me also, when I was doing my workshops, I was doing the Mac Junkie minimalism workshops. And I had people coming into the office. So I had four people. I didn't want more than four because you can have some sort of interaction. And someone said to me, why don't you do it online? And I thought about it in the before I did it. I was like, oh, that's a better idea. So after a few uh, months, actually, I actually did do it online. But it wasn't the same mm -hmm. because people aren't. It just seems that people aren't paying as much attention to you. 
either, yeah. but also the other way. It, it works both ways, obviously. I want some um, interaction, and obviously they want some information, but it just seemed that it wasn't there. So I went back to being live, and it was just so much better. I actually got more work kind of after the workshops when it was in real life. I think the impression uh, and the stickiness of real life is better than online. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. It's and interesting. The, and the funny thing is with sales, the same, right? So if you do sales, those activities, I'd rather sit down with a customer, drink a cup of coffee, uh, have, a, have a discussion, whatever. That impression of them being, being there physically is more hefty than if I would just do it online. So in terms of closing a sale, that is way more interesting to do. And you build way more relationship that way. It's also about the bonding, the bonding effect. Yeah. The bonding effect you have more in real life than you have online. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Elizabeth, you were saying. Yeah, I was asking um, Kier what he did because I haven't heard from him yet. Oh, Kier. Yeah, he's always a quiet one, actually. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a listener, not a talker. Um, I'm quite a boring IT consultant, uh, but I am slowly trying to just change the way I do business with people, uh, change the market uh, that I work in and the products that I work with. So I'm still doing the same very boring IT stuff, but um, just present it and sell it in a, in a different way. And Kay probably knows I'm going through this kind of process of trying to transform myself and the way I present myself uh, online, um, you know, doing lots of things like hopefully videos and stuff like that and just producing more content online um, and hopefully being able to transition from more of a contractor style stuff working with single companies to to work with multiple companies um yeah it's just in a different way um but it's it's taking me a little a little bit longer than i was expecting to to get to that point but um i'm okay i'm doing okay i'm getting there hopefully we'll see <laughs> well it just seems like there's a lot of people on this call that Okay, you could really do a summit, you know, you have enough. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. It's interesting here because, I mean, we're kind of the same thing. I'm an IT guy, but I just hate calling myself an IT guy. So I, I stopped doing that a long time ago. And when I started doing what I wanted to do, I kind of realized, wait, I got to call myself something else. Mac Junkie didn't quite work. Hence tech minimalism. Hmm. kind of working hence why black and white and blah, blah blah all the branding and stuff um so i i would probably try to think of it like something maybe a different not a different name but you know what i mean different kind of uh, yeah you're right I, I don't think calling myself as a, as a boring it guy really promotes it's great for promotion well i usually say um <laughs> i usually call myself lazy Actually, and I think that's wrong. But yeah, all sales guys are lazy by default. <laughs> Everything I do is due to the fact that I'm lazy, <laughs> literally, and to take minimalism stuff. But but it's interesting, like that. Um, me coming from the tech world, me, you, I would have thought I would have in, been in line more with use online more, but I actually am not. I'm more kind of it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. And even though this pandemic has kind of pushed everyone into this online world and online situation, as I said at the beginning, everyone's just trying to move that box and it's just not working. And then they're realizing I'm not getting enough work or I'm not, you know, it, uh, I'm not selling so much and so on and so forth. Um, person I was talking about earlier, Rudy, he does, um, um, presentation training. So people uh, quite high up, you know, CEOs and stuff that have um, um, press issues and they need to they need to be taught how to conduct themselves in front of a camera, right? So what he's doing is taking his <laughs> presentation that he does live and trying to do it like this. And it doesn't work because you need to see those mannerisms, what you were talking about, Mark. You need to see those mannerisms and, you know, the, the tension in the room, like you said, Elizabeth. And online just doesn't cut it. 
So I'm basically trying to convince him to use that skill that he has, repackage it into something else. Basically. I think the other part of that is I've had a lot of people tell me the same thing. Like, well, I can't take my business online. I'm just going to stop until I can do what I did before. And my whole thing to my clients right in the very beginning was this is temporary. You need to think of this as almost like you're putting something on sale. It's not going to be on sale forever. Um, you're not going to do it this way forever. Um, you know, but it, it's something that you have to say, this is temporary. I'm going to move in this direction and maybe it becomes a success and maybe I do it forever, but probably not. And how can I do this without it taking over, but also keeping me going? Because when we stop working, and, and this is definitely, uh, I know an American thing, like it's when we stop working here, then that, then we just, then we don't want to go back. Like it's done yeah. where it, it's not a, it's like, okay, well then why, what's a, what's a point? And that, why, why should I go back? You know? Um, and we kind of disillusion ourselves in a way of like, that we were so great before that we had this good thing before. Um, and that's happens when people have like family problems and they stop working and you know, or they stop their business or they put their business on hold because they don't think they're getting sales because like you said, they're not really connecting exactly. Yeah. But, but I just told people, I'm like, this is temporary. You have to do something. And I had um, hairdressers. I mean, obviously they can't work. What are they going to do? Like online hair consults? Like, you know, how are they going to do that? So what they did was the one locally, one of my clients, he created, they went into the studio, they actually mixed the color and then they would deliver it to the people that they were, you know, so they could do their roots or whatever. And it was just touch up stuff. It was like, it's not going to be perfect, but you're going to look better than what you feel like right now because you're not going to have gray roots or whatever that was. Yeah. And they're like, I'm going to give you a video on how to apply it. And then we'll oh. do a 45 minute consultation. I'll walk you through it. But it was just like basic stuff. It was like simple, yeah. but he's not going to do that forever. He's actually back in the studio now and he's got clients all next week. So he knew it was temporary and he, and he embraced that, that temporary part of it instead of feeling like I have to change my whole world and I'm never going back to what I did before. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, the moving the box isn't going to help. You've got to change the box. You've got to change your products, even if it is, as you say, temporary, but a lot yeah. of people don't understand it so much. And, you know, as I said, coming from my side, the tech side of it, slightly different to what gear does obviously but the tech side of it everyone just thinks oh it's a computer it should work and it should it, it it's the, all, all you know the almighty valhalla of it's a computer you know and it's it's just wrong so completely wrong um and you have to you have to have that human connection that's the thing but it's interesting to see I, I really was hoping that I would get other people that I have didn't know to actually get their uh, perspectives uh, on it as well. But it's interesting to hear what you guys have said as well. But Mark, you obviously do like um, live um, trainings, as you said, workshops and stuff. Well, no, yeah, I, I mean, no, it's more conference calls, I would say. Right. It's more conference calls with video than it is workshop. You can't really do a workshop online that is really difficult yeah yeah it's yeah. more conference call kind of stuff with some additional tools that you might use but that's as far as it goes and why do you think that the online whiteboarding wouldn't work forget forgetting the mannerisms and things that we spoke about is there any other part of it that wouldn't work i mean it's if, what i've seen and what I've, we've tried it uh but if you're in a room with again like three people with a whiteboard and you have really have a discussion and draw style uh, drawing stuff um the speed of doing stuff um it, it, it it's it's not as fast as you do if you do in the line it's not as fast and it, that takes away it, it just adds frustration because you want to do oh yeah but but this this yeah. So you disturb the whole creative process or solution process that you're doing because of the lack of speed. Yeah. It's very stupid, but that's, it just doesn't, it's not, if, if you're used to doing that and then try to do this online, it. You can't get your teeth into it. No, it's, it's if you need to, you can do it. Let's say. Yeah. 
but it's 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 a yeah it's a I call that if it's um, necessity you can do it but it's yeah. Actually better yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, I was on a, a call uh, this week I think it was Tuesday and we were, there was a person who um, facilitates workshops and stuff and um, someone came up with the idea of um, the um, a backup basically so you're on a zoom call <laughs> a person who was actually talking about it kept going offline so it's like well we are actually talking about this you need a backup or something and i made a video this week about having uh, a backup of your tools basically but it, exactly talking about what you were just saying the 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 um speed. the speed of it yeah the distance of it between what you're actually saying it it doesn't flow it's quite interesting uh, the flow is missing there and I, I mean i think it also depends on the people that you work with or whatever i mean uh, and how eager the other people are right if they if they're like not responsive or not as responsive then probably online might even work yeah because then it's just the speed isn't there anyway but if you're used to really have that interaction on on a speedy way, it doesn't work. Then yeah. it's like, but I yeah, think and also like jumping in is going to be is harder too. And I noticed that when I do the calls, especially when there's like 30, 40 people on a call, because it Zoom will actually pull down the voice, like the volume of different people, depending on how many people are talking and whoever chimed in first or you know whoever talks louder whoever has a louder um you know the volume level on their thing it'll like zoom like make their thing louder even more like to go over the other people so even then like if you're in a, a room and you're having a, a bigger discussion and you kind of want the the shouting over each other and you want the ideas being called out it doesn't really allow for that because you there are zoom is already kind of modulating all the volumes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, the same thing, right? Getting attention in a group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only tool you have in, in a Zoom is voice. Voice. That's the only way to get attention. Well, if you're in a room with eight people and you want to get attention and you use your body language, yeah, stand up or whatever, that you don't have online. But also, there's a, there's a difference between one-to-one -one and one-to-many. I was talking about that before. So I, th I think it does and would work, because I do one-to-one. One-to-one, yeah, it might be easier, yeah. I do one-to-one. -one. I do my coaching one-to-one, everything I do one-to-one. -one. Uh, the workshops I did was one-to-many, but I don't do those anymore because it, they don't work, basically. And I don't, it just seems like I'm not giving enough attention to people. And like you say, the, the distance, the, the, you know, so I think, as you said, Elizabeth, one-to-many is really difficult. Definitely can be difficult. Because um, I was going to ask you, have you thought about doing your stuff? Um, because you do the, um, the website in a day, was it? Social media in a day? Yeah, so I've offered that to my clients mm. um, who've, who've booked during all this. Yeah. And I, I, I say, well, we can do it virtually if you're more comfortable with that. Mm. or you can come in the office or I can come to you yeah. and almost every single one of them has opted to come to me in the office or like I need to get out of the house yeah yeah so I, I'm all for that um, we have a big old conference room and we can sit as far apart as we want mm. but um, I even with all this the only thing that I did lose was the the large classes yeah so and and that actually helped me some because the classes I was teaching before, I would get 20, maybe, you know, they, and they would promote it. The, the groups that I speak for, they, they promote it. So I get like 20, maybe 30. I mean, that was like max. A couple of times I had like 50, you know, and that was like all the chairs in the room were gone. Like they even had to bring in other chairs from other rooms. I mean, it was crazy. So that was like really big for like, for those types of groups. But these online ones, we had almost 200 people sign up. Wow. And we had at least a hundred of them, 120 show up on the call. Yeah. So, you know, that was good for me because I'm like, well, see, you know, <laughs> people yeah. want this stuff. And that helped me with the, you know, the, the people that I speak for, like they saw that, 
they actually booked more of more sessions because there were so many people on the call and they thought, wow, we're, we have a captive audience. Let's, let's capitalize on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, you do have to be more dramatic. You do have to be more interactive. You can't just sit there and drone on. Um, and so what I've been doing with my classes with the online ones is I've actually been doing demos. So instead of saying, teaching something and having PowerPoint slides and being up at the front of a room and getting people to, you know, do a little exercise or something. Instead of doing that kind of stuff for, let's say the website, cause I have a website um, presentation that I do. I'm like, okay, here's a 10, 15 minute presentation that actually gives you some pillars and you do some notes and stuff like that. And then now we're doing audits. I'm going to go to your website. I'm going to tear it up and everyone's going to watch. <laughs> like nice. that's, that's what I do. But that's like, two, three quarters, two thirds or three quarters of the class. Right. Just me demoing. So then they're really engaged because one, it might be their website mm. and I randomly pick them from the people that are in the list. Um, I did a thing like if your birthday was closest to May 1st, then like we did that, you know, whoever they were like, oh, me, 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 you know? And so I, I make it really interactive in that way, but the, I don't get that kind of engagement if I'm up in a room because people are like, okay, tell me what I need to know. I'm taking the notes, you know, I'm here they've made more of an effort to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like they, they almost are like, this is what I expect of you. Give me that. And then they're just kind of like, that's it. But yeah. when they're online, they're, they're like, I made an effort to be here, but it wasn't that much. So I'm going to be, if I, if I'm really interested in this, I'm going to be actually more engaged. It's kind of a weird dynamic the way that it's been. But, it's, but in a way it's kind of a better experience because you're showing a, a, a different side of what you do as well it's not the same as yeah standing in front of a yeah as i said like um having a keynote presentation doesn't cut it anymore basically yeah. for a lot of things online i mean and and also i think offline it's people are starting to wise up i don't want to yeah. watch the keynote presentation anymore because and i think like you said once you do an in person and then you go online and then yeah. you go back Yes. You're going to see differences. You're going to see improvements because you have to, the presenter has to work so much harder online. Yeah. 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 I think that's going to improve what we see out in the world as we go back to doing that kind of stuff. And I see, I heard people saying stuff like, we're never going to go back to doing, you know, <laughs> conferences. And I'm like, that, no, well, we, we sure. are. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, it's, it's insane. I've never been to a conference because I think, no. No, never. Don't. Not interested. Not my thing. Complete bore. Blah blah blah. And I think what's happened. I don't think I would ever go to them. I think they're good for networking and stuff. But with what I do, do I need? I'm also still. <laughs> <but> I have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. So you know, do I really need to network for what I do? So, um, but yeah, the fact that people have been to conferences. There, there's one guy that asked me to speak at a conference. And I'm still kind of going through it, trying to understand whether it's worth it for them and worth it for me. Uh, but it's all online, basically, because they've kind of shifted, like, well, we can't get everyone together. Let's move it all online. So a lot of people are actually starting to think that way. But again, you can't just, yeah, here's a slide. You can't do that online because the technology is there for you to show stuff. Now, Mark was talking about um, online um, Boards, basically yeah so the one that I found which seemed really nice and I, I don't think it would work with what you're talking about originally but I'm trying to make it fit in to the way I work to make what I do a bit more interactive like you were you saying Elizabeth whereas you asking you know let's look at your website in that in that way interactive what I'm trying to do uh, with my coaching clients is to try to figure out how I can use whiteboarding. But the thing is with me, I want to try to keep things so simple and lazy. And I'm like, do I really need to do this? <laughs> but there are tools out there to actually make things, um, you know, interactive and make it fun as well. Because learning has to be, yeah, learning has to be fun in a way. Oh, there's also one thing that I saw. Let's put it that way. What? At least entertaining. At least entertaining, yeah. Um, there was something I saw a couple of months ago, and I, I can't remember exactly which one. I know there's several out there, but it's a um, 
it's a code is a well it's a site you set up and then you put in questions but it's a, a like a text code or like it's a website and then the person goes to the website and then they can see questions almost like a game show type thing right and they can answer the questions and they'll pop up on the screen and they'll say okay answer question three and then they'll see it on their phone and they can all chime in and then there's like a poll or whatever and they can see what other people <laughs> answered and whoever got it right and you know if there's like a right or wrong answer or if it's more just polling or whatever so it's that was really interesting because when you have a class that was as large as the one i just did yeah. i wasn't i mean i was prepared for it but at the same time i was like wow that's a lot more people and like you said to keep them a little more entertained engaged everybody has their phone right next to them it's not like it you know it's a big problem so it's like hey go to this website or text this link and you'll get you know or text this and you'll get a link and you can you know play along with us or whatever so um i think the entertaining aspect is good i think the interaction aspect is good but at the end of the day we have to have content that's actually substantial because I, I was at a summit. I, I do a lot of those online summits. I just do them for free. I, I just want to put my name out there. I want to expose myself to the other people that are in the groups that I don't know yet, you know, and then say, this is what I do and here's how I do it. Um, and so I do a lot of those for free just because I talk about the same thing all the time. Yeah. So um, I, I, I did one and I, there was a guy after me and I thought, I'm going to watch and see what he does to kind of see maybe he watched mine and he mentions me and then I can be in the chat, like, you know, prepared. And I started watching it. The first, we got 45 minutes each. The first 20 to 30 minutes, I'm going to say at least 30 minutes of the presentation was him saying how great he was, how much stuff he had done, his accomplishment. I mean, literally 30 minutes of him just going through. And then he read the slides. And he's like, these slides are here just for me. And so I don't mess up and I, I give you all the value I can. And I'm like, okay. But it was one of those like guru things that I hate. Oh, God. He just, Oh. talked about himself for like 40 minutes 30 minutes and i was like you have 15 minutes left yeah and yeah. he basically then had a formula that was actually probably you know pretty good i mean he kind of went through it but he just went through it so fast and the people on the call are, are noobs they i mean they knew nothing practically and he was just like okay bye wow and they were like what you <laughs> And when I was doing my presentation, people were commenting and saying, that's a great nugget. I'm going to do that. I, I'd never thought of that before. Things like that. Different people. Yeah. When he presented, one person kept commenting, but it was like, you're so great. Look at that accomplishment. I'm so excited for you. But like, like weird. I'm like, is that your mom? <laughs> it was just so, it was like that kind of thing. But it was the only one person commenting. But all the same people were on the call. So it was just very interesting to me. But yeah, when they get like that and it's like the content isn't there, then I'm like, what are you guys doing? You're making all the rest of us look bad because now we're lumped in with yeah, you we're and we're giving good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen, as I said, I've been to so many webinars, so many, even before this situation, but a lot during this situation. And the crap that's out there, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It is so bad. I mean, if you're going to a webinar for about an hour, they're literally droning on about the same thing over and over again. It's pretty much the same sentence said in 50 different ways for about 50 minutes. And then five minutes is what they actually want to talk about. And the next five minutes of how to get it. And that's basically sale. it. The sale. And... Um, man don't don't do what i did <laughs> go brain dead you just go brain dead but yeah it's lumping us in with lumping people who actually do do content and do try to help i mean we are in sales no matter what what yeah. we do anything we're doing online, yeah we're all in sales it doesn't matter what you say but you you yeah i mean but you but speaking is selling speaking is selling but my point is we know that these webinars are sales, but they're done so badly. Well, we that's what I'm saying, but we, you don't know that I'm selling to you if I'm talking no. about something. You, that, that's the whole point. I'm supposed to be so subtle and so sly about it that you have no idea. Yeah. And, and you don't go, oh, here comes the pitch. Yeah, yeah. No. I, you know. <laughs> I, I, I struggle. I mean, I've been a salesperson. I've sold houses. I've sold currency. I've sold stuff. I know how to sell ice to an Eskimo. I know how to sell but I'm completely useless at selling, actually selling what I do. 
right? Because I hate doing it. I think you should do a summit. I really do because I think you should invite people that are are like these people on this call here. Um, like yeah. Yes, and that they we all have something that's different and unique that we can share, but we also all have something that we are working on or that we are yeah. trying to figure out. And I think if if I was to tell you, here's a topic I can speak on. Here's a topic. I'd like to know about you could I mean you could basically create an entire summit on that and it could be on um, the one girl that I just saw she did where she just did um, people doing Facebook lives in a group right and right. they had a slot a time slot they were allowed to come on and they they did their live in the group um, you know you didn't you didn't have to physically be there but like I would go on and start the live myself and then um, you know, you could watch it later. The replay was in the group for everybody to see. Um, people could interact live um, or they could watch it later. So it was, it was really good. And, and it was, hers was free, but I mean, you can make it money. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's strange. Like when I started doing the videos, it was purely because I just wanted to get, um, it was the way I do stuff was more top of mind promotion rather than sales as it were but it is sales i mean obviously because um people like oh it's the, the interesting thing about my videos is that i don't get that much interaction on them which is fine but every time i speak to someone they're like wow i saw your video it's great and i don't so that's all i need <laughs> that's fine yeah. um because i'm not into like numbers but uh, it's interesting that you that there's no interaction on it but the whole point of what the sales part of what I did was literally just put it out there because I enjoy doing them. Actually, I did a video yesterday about how I make my videos and people don't get how I make my videos every day, every single day. Like from beginning to end, it's like 45 minutes. It's not that much time. I have all the time in the, you know, <laughs> in the, in the day. So I'm going to watch that one now. Sorry? I'm going to watch that one now. Yeah. You can go and watch that one. <laughs> Well, that's like I do the podcast in two minutes and yeah, I'm like 20, 30 in the pipeline. And people are like, oh my gosh, it takes me, you know, I got to send it to an editor. And I know. Yeah, no, no exactly. That. <laughs> that was the whole point of the video yesterday. This is how I make my videos. And it's like, you don't need so much technology to do the thing that you really need to do. Making a yeah. podcast, literally doing this. That's all it is. Yep. That's yep. all it is. What, what are you doing? I mean, you just top and tail it. My my videos are one take. There's no edits. Yep. It's top and yeah. tail. That's it, right? You like it, you like it. I make them every day. So if I fuck up, then I'll just do it again next day. Yeah. Luckily, so far, not too bad. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, people make things so much more complicated than they need to be. So going back to this online stuff, people are doing graphics and like like you're you're a guy on your own you're a person on your own you know selling your stuff you don't need all this stuff so it's like watching um i watch a lot of youtube youtube is my tv right and i see all these youtubers make their videos which are supposed to be home videos into tv shows you know with all the graphics and you know stuff like why you do it you're wasting your own time there's no point they spend so many hours on editing that stuff. I, I know a few of them and I'm just like that, like that's what they do. If they're not filming, they're editing. And they're editing. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing was when I started making the videos, um, I was doing once a month actually. And it was taking me three, four, four, three to four days <laughs> for one video. I'm like, this is no, this is stupid. I'm too lazy for this shit. Well, that goes back to Parkinson's law. I mean, if you give a task a certain amount of time, it's going to take that amount of time. It's just, yeah, you know, exactly. you say, I got, I got a week to do this. It's going to take you a week. <laughs> yeah. So now I literally just press record and I don't even know the topic until I press record after I press record. And then I just talk and that's how simple it should, everything should be. And that's the thing. Things well, I found a new tool. I thought you might like to see. Oh yeah. Go for it. It is um email crm chat task manager delegation manager and uh, trello boards 
You've lost me already. You know why? All Wait. of it? All of it. In one go? Yes. You ready? Go for it. I'll share my screen here. <laughs> this is Gmail. Is it, um, um, oh, not Jamelius. Similar called type. Drag. Drag app. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And this has totally changed the way that my business is running. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. It's amazing. So I, I found it a couple weeks ago and been using it. And I've got all my team on here. And I mean, my inbox isn't at zero, but um, <laughs> I can see everything that I'm doing. And like, even out to August, July, June, you know, I can, I can kind of manage everything from here rather than having like 10 tools that my team would log into. So, right. yeah, this, this already gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, because I use the same similar type of thing that was called Jamelius and it was great. It does the same thing. I don't use uh, G Suite anymore, but when I was using it, that's what I was using and it was great. I work on my own. Um, but then I found that it was doing too much and taking away from what I actually needed to do. So, I mean, my tools are literally Apple Mail um, and my things and my Basecamp. That's it. I don't, I don't even use a CRM. No, we told me that. I saw it in the early video. Yeah. I don't use a CRM because I don't, I don't work with that many people and I kind of already know them. I don't necessarily need to know their dog's name or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And I think CRMs just, some businesses will need them. I know a couple of clients that I have and they need a CRM. So. I need it here. I have a CRM and I need it. Yeah, some people need it and I get it. But the, the clients that I work with generally don't. Um, a lot of the times people that I work with and I set up their systems and stuff, kind of individuals they're they're pretty much coaches most of them which is kind of nice i love that um but it's interesting that um that you're using it um something like that though actually well it's not a it's not a full crm though it's kind of replacing all of that you know without it being yeah you know having all the fields and all the you know that kind of stuff because like i like i did the same thing with you as you do i don't have a, so many clients that i need to know all that stuff and yeah but as we grow um it's good to be able to have all that archived. Yeah. And then all the chats, like if you go into an email, there's a chat box for every single email or task that you create. Yeah. Um, so I can, if a person emails me and says, hey, can you do this for us as part of our maintenance? I can put that on a certain board for my client, my, um, my staff, and then I can tag someone and say, assign this to them. And nice. now I can chat and say, hey, Lucy, can you do this? Um, you know, the due date is listed uh, and then don't forget this and this about this client or whatever. And then she can go in and see the email from the person. She can tell me when it's done. The client doesn't see any of the chat. No. And then I can reply to the client and say, this is done. If they have questions, they can reply back. She can see all that. Yeah. And then when it, that's done, I can just archive it. And now I have all that information all saved together with that email. So. Yes. Spark Mail does that as well. Uh, they do. Kind of but that means the mail basically is your main communication. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, we have a ticket yeah, system. For me, and for me, it's different because for me, it basically equal phone and email. Yeah. So I can't use. I need to have like. Yeah, you have to have the tag to record that. that. Yeah. All that stuff. I need to really need to have that. And I work yeah. with big organizations where I yeah. work with like dozens of different people with different titles, but they're all related. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah certain people need certain tools, obviously. Not like what the tools that I use won't work for, for Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. Fine so it's it's interesting. Like my work is really interesting because I kind of play chess every day, effectively in my head to try to figure out what they you know, what the client actually needs, <laughs> which I love doing, you know, which is really cool. So it's good to hear about that one. Um, I do know about that one, but um, I think they've updated it because I knew about it a couple of years ago or something. Yeah, they're actually working yeah. on a lot of stuff. They're actually working on a mobile version as well. And yeah. um, they have their, it's, it's kind of funny. They have, because the, you can't make these public. That's the only thing. Like you can't make these boards right. public. 
you can share them with one or two people, but not, you know, like a whole, like just making it public to everyone. So they're using a Trello board to, as a public Trello board so that they, you can see what's in progress and what they're actually developing and what's coming down the pipeline. And then you can also add to that as, you know, random person and say, you know, here's what I would want to see in the app or whatever. So um, they've been really responsive though. I mean, if I've had any issues, if I've had any questions, nice. they're just like immediately like on it. So, yeah. So um, question is during this pandemic, has there been a tool that you've had to use? Forget Zoom because we've all... <laughs> I didn't want to say Zoom. <laughs> uh, yeah, Microsoft Teams. I'm Teams. not a big Microsoft fan but I've stumbled across it several times. So I have it installed now. Yeah. Where they say, yeah, Teams is the tool we use. No, I can't use Zoom because of security reasons. All right. Okay. That's, that's, all right, okay. So Teams for me is not like, I mean, well, works, I don't, works I, fine. Works fine, it works, works similar to Zoom. Uh, works fine, but. But with Teams, you you work on your own. So who are you using Teams with? Well, you can you can so for instance, um, I talk to um, a lawyer, right? And they have Teams installed there. But you can you can still invite somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. outside the organization, as long as they have Teams, they can join the call. Yeah. Okay. Understand. And uh, let's get Keir in. Come on, Keir. Well, I mean, I've not really been working about the last six weeks, so um, okay. I, well, interesting. I do also use Teams as well, and like so, you know, I'm on the roadmap, hopefully, for trying to get to the point where I launch myself and promote myself. And I've been having that. Oh, should I? Can I use Teams? Should I use Zoom? Now, I was trying to go down the Teams path just because I I have um, a, a Microsoft 365 subscription, and Teams is all bundled in that. And just from a tightness perspective, and a, when I say simplicity, that I, again is one tool that I've already got. Should I? But um, yeah, I, I, it's a little bit. Like, then there's, like, it, there's more two teams than that, like uh, Mark was saying, because I've been talking to some ex-colleagues over Teams because they've got Teams installed at work, and mm -hmm. um, I, I started using a little bit of the functionality around. You can integrate it with OneNote, so within the Teams window, you can have a OneNote documentation. Yeah. I'm trying to find somewhere to keep you know all things like notes etc into one place um, and yeah but um, it's, it's, I do find teams a little bit clunky and not quite as simple and straightforward um, as certain other standalone products. That's actually one of the reasons I don't use Microsoft because pretty much all their products are clunky <laughs> so I have an Xbox and that you. annoys me you know. <laughs> It's kind of strange. And Elizabeth, what do you, what do, you do? Um, well, I set up the new business uh, right as all this was starting. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of had to kind of figure all this out as I was, you know, doing with all this pandemic stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm using drag. Um, I'm using, I'm using a lot of the same stuff I did before um, because I use zoom a lot before also. Um, so I really haven't added anything because of this, um, but trying to keep it simple for my staff has been it's been interesting because I don't want them using 50 different platforms. And that's why I picked drag because we were looking at Monday, we were looking at all these different CRM tools because I wanted to have a way to track what they were doing. Um, and so right now, the only other thing I'm using is the time tracking, which um, I'm using T-Metric and then you know, drag G suite and that's pretty much it. And then I use square for like payroll and stuff. Um, but a lot of those pieces I was using before, except T metric, I didn't have any staff before, so I didn't need a time tracker, but it, um, it's interesting how we all use pretty much different tools. But the annoying thing for me being in tech is that n none of it would interface. The fact that uh, Mark is using, teams because the people he has to sp speak to have to use teams and can't use zoom because of whatever and the fact that zoom and teams can't you know what i mean mm -hmm. isn't you know there's zapier obviously but that's moving data 
and stuff, but that no one has actually thought about, hey, wait a minute, there are too many tools. The video interface, basically. Yeah, there are, no, there are too many tools. How can we interface the different tools to each other, basically? Well, I had a client just tell me the other day, um, I was like, okay, let's do a Zoom call. You know, I'd like to chat with you and it would just be 15 minutes. And she's like, oh, I, I don't use Zoom. I'm, I don't agree with their security policy. And I was like, okay, well, um, why don't we use Facebook Messenger? Because she, she didn't have an American phone number, so it was going to be crazy, you know, for me. And so I was like, why don't we use uh, Facebook Messenger and do the video that way or do just the, even the audio that way? And she was like, no, I don't agree with Facebook either. And, I, and she was like super principled about it. And we ended up using FaceTime on the iPhone. <laughs> I was like okay if you're sure <laughs> and then she was like oh you're too expensive so <laughs> wow yeah 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 it's yeah so, so i've got i've got one obvious tool that i should have mentioned i'm sure you'll be keen to hear about this um that i have been using so i've been working with one other guy doing a bit of branding strategy for me um and so we've been doing things like we wanted to uh, instant chat share some documentation keep notes of somewhere and we use Basecamp. All that. Yeah. And <laughs> he likes that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so for that for that thing, it has been really good. Um, uh, so interesting, you say I because I, I signed up for the trial to it, and I came to the end of my trial yesterday, and I was thinking I'm not in a position yet where like you, I thought having listened to your little video session about it, I thought yeah, great, I could probably use this. You know, when I get some clients. Yeah. Um, this will this will be it. This will be great. And like, I haven't got any clients yet because I haven't got a website. And I haven't got this and I haven't got that. And that's probably, I don't know, at least four, six weeks down the road. Mm. Um, and Basecamp's emailed me and said, oh, your trial's coming to an end. And I wrote back saying, oh, I'm not quite ready. Yeah, I don't want to pay whatever it is, your extortionate <laughs> amount of yeah, money yeah. for one person. And they said, oh, no worries. We'll, we'll extend it another month. So I've got another month. Of yeah, trial. yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're pretty good with that. And and actually, if you ask them, you know, during this period, I'm not getting that much work. I think they're 50% off as well oh, for a little while. Yeah. So I'll yeah. try that next. So at the end of the next month. Hey, like, you're going to try that one. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been through my videos, I've been using Basecamp on and off kind of love, hate, not hate, but um, like, damn it, it's expensive type thing. Hate. You know, but then I then I started using all these other tools. I was like, man, um, these other tools are great, but they don't interface with each other. They don't like I, I want a kind of one place thing, you know. So my monthly membership is actually in Basecamp. Really simple. All my clients are in Basecamp, my notes in Basecamp, my meeting notes are in Basecamp, like everything is in Basecamp pretty much. And it works insanely well and a lot of people i mean even i was like shit i've got to pay you know ten dollars for this ten dollars for that and then a hundred dollars for this what the hell you know but then i the way i work it is how much time is saving me and how easy the ease yeah. of use the the user experience not just for me but for my clients as well often i don't have to onboard people because either they've either used it once before or it's so freaking simple that they just get it. But I do have onboarding videos, basically. This is how to set, you know, your notifications and stuff like that. And it just works. It has worked really well. And I, um, I'm hoping that I'll be in a position where I've got some clients paying me money and I'll be able to afford it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know. I've been there so many times. So many times. It's kind of funny. But this time I was like, you know, let's just pay it. Just do it. Even if I don't have clients, let's just pay it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm seriously considering a summit thing. Interested. So um, does anybody want to speak? What, in three minutes? I'll do three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you can make no, it as long or as short as you want. No, I would do it. Um, I think... Um, what would you like to, what would you speak on and what, what's something you would like to see spoken on? Well, I mean, it's obvious what I would speak on, like stop using technology uh, or too much of it. Um, and what would I like to hear? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested in learning from other people. And I'm really interested in understanding how other people, this has been great. This has been really interesting for me. Uh, so I appreciate you guys coming actually. So thank you for that. Yeah, but I think it's likewise. We all like to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know. Everyone's interested in learning and how the next person is working, especially when you're working on your own as well. So that's all good. So. What about um, you, Mark? Yeah. Uh, what do we want to hear? And what would you what would you like to speak on? Because I think your video stuff. I mean, if you did something on it, you know, kind of on a even a advanced level or a simple level, if you just did a short presentation on that. Because the the other point is that it's supposed to you know people are supposed to see it and go, wow, he really knows what he's talking about. I should I should hire. <laughs> I mean, I could do two. I can do I can do two ways. I I can do it on a sales focused thing. Um, so what is important, I mean, it could be very simple, but what is important with sales, right? I, I do a lot of consultative sellings, which is very related to what consulting mm. like what people do. Yeah. Um, so I can do something on this, what, what works, what doesn't, what, what's my experience with this? I'd be interested in hearing that. Uh, that specifically, I, I could do something on online video, but again, it's, that is pretty specific because I do really the large video stuff i'm not doing is there, the, is there like a top 10 basics or like some kind of like if the good videos have these elements type of thing because not, a lot of people I'm, don't I'm, have i'm that. really in distribution so this is really about the oh that's right you're in this right you're in the distribution really the architecture and the architecture side thing. right so right so that's way more that nice. doesn't yeah. really fit with your the audience let's put it yeah i like the sales thing though because i think that would be there's the people that teach sales but like we were talking about before we're not necessarily here to sell something in that way. We're here not to sell a program or anything. We're here to educate and give substance in a talk. So I feel like that would be really good because a lot of the sales talks I've seen, like, like Kay was saying, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, so, um, so Kier, what, what about you? I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want to listen to me talk about what I do as my, my kind of, consultancy type stuff that's i don't want to use the word boring but um probably not the right market for me to focus on that um i guess it would be interesting to give my experience when, when i get there as someone who has been in a technical background for maybe 30 years now trying to switch up the way i work and, and basically like like you guys tr trying to sell and i've been really bad at selling i mean you know i used to I used to go into sales meetings as, as the technical representative selling products and services and, and basically I do my little technical pitch and then when the sales guy started talking, I just basically go to sleep because I just wasn't <laughs> interested in that at all. Um, I have the typically the other way around. Yeah, the yeah. Guys. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. I've, been I've, been on, I've been on both sides of that uh, fence. <laughs> what would you like to uh, hear then? What would you like to hear? I guess at the moment it's just trying to work out. I've managed to get myself in a bit of a rabbit hole of, um, you know, I'm trying to spin up this kind of new business, trying to work out different ways. So, you know, I want to create some videos and market myself through videos, but then other people are saying you should, you know, LinkedIn, you should definitely kind of business to business stuff in LinkedIn. Um, and I've just got these too many ways, you know, I've got, I've got to create some content for my website and, I guess they're trying to get that focus down to you know, here is a here's a path to work out how you get from starting with a with an idea to yeah. following a, a straight path to putting it into production and then you know build up. So I think I'm trying to do too many things at once at the start, whereas I should mm -hmm. time yeah. this 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 and then and then build it. And at the moment, I'm trying to narrow down what I'm trying to do and the short term goals. Process. I think it's a big trap. I think for a lot of people. I mean, yeah. I've seen it with myself as well. Like, yeah, I have so so many ideas. Yeah, which one to pick? <laughs> yep. And then actually yeah. really execute to the fullest, mm. and then take the next part instead of uh, having a shitload of ideas and start this. Oh, but I have to do this and this and this and this. And, this. and, and I think that goes to that if we knew it was attached to a certain amount of money, yeah. we would just know which one to pick first. And yep. 
I, I do this with clients that have all the ideas. I have a one page business plan that I developed and it actually makes you fill in some very simple questions and vet the idea down to how much money is this going to make me and how much work is it going to take me to make that money? And because a lot of ideas are like, well, it would be good and people need it. Or, you know, you kind of have this like, you know, philanthropic way of looking at it, but really it comes down to, I had one client, she's like, well, I want to counsel people who are going through cancer. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, okay. Heartstrings. It's so nice. And, um, and she was going to be really good at it and she'd done it before and she wanted to, you know, get paid for it now. And I said, well, what do you think people are going to pay for that? And then she was like, oh, well, you know, I wanted to start out with, you know, X amount per hour. Okay. Well, you know, and then we just started going through the numbers and she was like, I'm going to have to work like 40 hours a week, every week to make this what I want it to be. And I said, okay, well, is that not what you want? And she was, oh no, I want this to be part-time but I want to make X amount of dollars. And I said, well, then this isn't the thing that's going to do that for you. <laughs> you know, we have to find either another product or another system or a different way of presenting it so that you can make more money. If that's what the clients are going to be able to pay and going back to how much do the clients make, what kind of situation are they in? Like what's the demographic, what's the psychographic. And those just simple questions can like throw out ideas like so quickly. Um, but I, I do that a lot with the client, with my clients, because I get the same thing. It's like you said, it's a trap. You're just the, like, the, oh. yeah, that's funny because sales, as sales, you typically do two things with every typical sale wants to, to see what it's worth. Mm. You qualify. Is it suitable business? Does it fit with what I do? All that kind of stuff. You qualify first and then you quantify. Mm-hmm. And these are the two only things you actually do before you proceed. And actually, if you look at the, the idea of all the ideas you have, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. You qualify, and in your case, then you put the numbers, you quantify, and that's all you need to do. And then you can make a decision, yes, does it fit, yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one tip I would say is um, don't be a perfectionist. Yes. No. That, that's a killer. Yeah. I, I am a perfectionist, unfortunately, and I, I know kind of how to let, let it go. And that's why I started doing the videos. And if you look back at the original videos, I look at them, I'm like, did I really make this shit? You know, so don't be a perfectionist, just start doing it. And it just gets better. I'm nowhere near good now, but it's way better than it was before. Hey, you know, the first season is always better than the second season. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to something. I mean, so I'm not, this is not, you know, you, this was someone else who told me this, but they were saying, you know, just get out and start doing, you know, videos, mm. podcasts, get out and do it every day. Do instead of think. That's the, that's the key. He said it, it doesn't matter how it sounds, how, um, you know, how raw it is, how unprofessional it looks actually because no one's listening at the start no one's watching at the start right, right? so it's true when, you, when you're 40 episodes in and you start attracting an audience you will have perfected that and honed it and... yeah it's it's basically true i mean i've now done 100 today will be 149 videos um so have i got a massive audience no I think I get, I don't know, 15, 17 people watching my videos. It's the kind of, I mean, I don't count the, the, you know, I kind of see it now and again. And I don't know which platform it is. And also recently what I started doing is only putting a promo on YouTube because I'm starting to hate Google and just drive traffic. And actually funny thing is doing that has driven more traffic to my website. So people watch the 30 second promo and actually go yeah. to my website and then see what I'm actually talking about. It's kind of interesting, but, um, but yeah, just, just, just do because no one is watching at the beginning, only your mum or like a couple of people that, you know, and stuff like that. And, and they know who you are anyway. So if they see it, they, they, they'll, they'll just, yeah, say oh. a few things. But <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't really matter because you know them, you know? And mm-hmm. then you just get better. Honestly, it's it's so true. If 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 I could go back to my younger self and say one thing would be stop being a perfectionist. The younger self, I mean like you know, 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> stop being a perfectionist. <laughs> but I still got it a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's always there. 
always yeah, there. It's always there. And it's, not, it's not always bad, right? No. No, of course not. That's why I have parts of it there. But when you're starting a business or when you want to start something, you can't try to perfect every every part of it, every aspect of it. You've got to get the basics of it correct, obviously. And the, the edges can be a little rough, it doesn't matter, but just get it, uh, get it the basics done and get it out there. Because the, the best um, feedback is bad feedback, basically. Because then you realize, as long as it's constructive, then you realize, oh, maybe I should have done this and I should have done that, you know? And they're the rough edges that you can fix. Yeah. But getting the basics is, um, yeah, you need to kind of perfect it to a certain degree, but don't perfect the whole, the whole thing. I think people are going to watch your video now on how you make videos. And it, honestly, really it's so freaking easy. I can't believe I made a five minute video about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's yesterday's video. Just watch it. Yeah. I will. I'll have a look. Cheers. Yeah. Anyway, guys, Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been a great talk. Um, one last question. Do you mind if I post this on my channel? Sure. You're good with it. Yeah, no problems. Awesome. Good conversation. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I won't cut anything out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have time for that. <laughs> Off and tail. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, guys, have, have a great day. Thank you again for coming. And uh, I'm sure I'll do more of these and I'm sure you'll see them. Hopefully you'll be there next time as well. Yeah, and Elizabeth, let me know about the, the, um, the thing if you want to do it. I will. I'll probably send you an email and then you can um, pass it on to these other two since I don't have their emails and then we can kind of all collaborate somehow. Absolutely. Anyway, have a great day. Keep it simple. All right. See ya. Yeah. Bye -bye. Yeah.